energy around the Auburn football program is at a crazy high despite how the season has gone so far. All of that has to do with interim head coach Carnell Williams. Let's grade him as a head coach on today's Locked on Auburn. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackery. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Monday. That means we are joined by Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com as well as the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. It's weird, Lindsey, especially leading into this Saturday's game against Texas A&M. The energy around the program is very, very high despite losing to Mississippi State and despite losing a ton of games in a row. It doesn't feel like that. And I'm not high on moral victories, but man, it, it really seems like everybody throughout the Auburn fan base is okay with it right now. Yeah. It, Saturday was a lot better than I think any of us could have expected. And, sure. and it, it was the first time in a while where I ignored all of the things that I thought about every week about how you having to travel on the road about yeah. the adversity they're having to face, all of these things. And I kind of got that little bit of Auburn of like, no, it's fine. It's Auburn. We're going to do great. We've got a chance in this. And sure. that's just something that's been missing for a while is that little glimmer of hope. And you have to give credit to, to Cadillac Williams for getting the team ready to go and, and getting that kind of fight and performance on such a weird week to play football. Yeah, a lot of folks very fired up about what Coach Williams did on Saturday and what he did with his team. Short week. Everybody was kind of scrambling, you know, to put together a game plan. And, and it seems like they nailed it, right? I mean, th there were areas of this game where Auburn looked better in those than they did under the previous administration, which was just a week ago, and he had plenty of runway and had coaching experience to, to set them up to do that. And that was that's always been my biggest thing, Lindsay is I think this roster still has talent. I don't. It's going to be impacted after the season when people either go to the draft or, or leave or you know whatever it may be. But my biggest concern has been, have we consistently put guys into situations to succeed? And I don't think that we have. But on Saturday night, it almost feels like that we did. Uh, it took a little bit to get going, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with just Robbie Ashford still learning how to play quarterback at an SEC level. And the fact that once he gets going, he's a really, really special player. We all see glimpses of it where it's like, man, that was a really great throw. Or, man, the, the balance of knowing when to run and when to stay behind the line and use his feet to extend the play, like it's special. Like it, it really can be special by the time he's done in Auburn. I don't know how much of that is Carnell Williams. I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like he delegated a lot of it, which he probably should, right? I mean, he's never been in this situation before. That's what makes this kind of as epic as it is. Um, but how would you grade him, Lindsay? Very small sample size, and we don't know everything, obviously, but how would you grade Carnell Williams so far into this uh, this interim period of the Auburn football program? 
So in my mind, there's a lot of things that you can't give him blame or credit for, right? Look okay. at the fact that you had three days, in essence, uh, to to you know three four days to come up with your game plan, to do your installs, all of your. I mean, to the point where Will Friend and 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 Ike were using and like the previous guy's play sheet. They didn't have a chance to make their own play sheet, so it's hard to schematically say he gets credit for this, he doesn't get credit for that. But look at the big picture things. Look at the motivation and the energy. Look at the fact that they were down, what, 24 to six going into halftime, something sure. like that, and came out of the second half, continued to fight, battled back, scored more points in the second half than they had scored in all of the second halves this season put together under the previous guy. Wild. And then some of the things around the margins, right? Felt like Auburn was a little more aggressive on fourth down. Didn't mm-hmm. always work out, but you know, felt like Auburn was leaning towards let's put the ball in the hands of our players and let them make a play versus trying to do what's safe. So given all of the limitations, given what he actually could impact, I'd give Cadillac a solid B, B minus B for his performance last Saturday. Yeah, I would almost say it needs to be a B plus or an A minus, right? And the, the only thing that, that makes it go to an A plus is, is a win, right? Mm-hmm. And so I um I don't know, I think he nailed it. I think he nailed it. Now there's a lot of Auburn folks, which I think we all saw this coming, right? Saying, you know, he should be the next guy, right? Which I think is a little premature. Um I think he should definitely be on retained and mm-hmm. continue to be the running backs coach, maybe put over recruiting or something. I don't know, but I think he needs to be rewarded to some extent. But what he's doing as interim is a different job than being the head coach, right? Like he's not, he's not preparing a team for the season. He's being asked to be, you know, a shot in the arm or a five hour energy to, to finish the season strong. And I Mm -hmm. think when you look at it through that lens, Lindsay, as far as the interim head coaching job, I don't know how we could have nailed it any more than we did. Yeah. There's nobody on staff that to me is the emotional could carry that emotional weight of, right. you know, I am an Auburn man. I have been in your shoes. We are going to get through this together, and we are going to try our hardest to win every single game. I mean, there's, I mean, Zach Etheridge obviously has also played at Auburn, but it's Cadillac's the guy. He's the only one that agrees when we make this argument. And if it's in this situation where it's an interim that you're not seriously considering as the long-term guy, that's all you can ask for is go out there, get guys fired up, keep the team together, uh, continue to represent the program on the recruiting trail and understand that we're going to make sure you have a role with the next guy, whoever it may be. We're going to make sure you're retained because you are an Auburn man and you are, you are, you are representing us very well. Right. So I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it sounds like most Auburn folks did. And what's going to happen this Saturday? We'll talk about this Saturday's game in just a moment because Auburn's favored in it, which is awesome. I think it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's got the energy of this massive, massive game. And both teams are both teams are three and five, right? Three and six. Three, three and, and six. Yeah. Three, three and six. six. Yeah, you're right. Which is weird. It doesn't feel like both teams are three and six. But, well, um, you know, one of them brought in the number one recruiting class in the nation. With a hundred million dollar coach in this three oh, and six, uh, the, yeah. the, the other ones are on the interim, but neither here nor there. 
No, no, you're absolutely right. Jordan Hare Stadium is going to be wild. All right. There has been a, a name that's really picking up steam. We've touched on it a little bit, a little bit here on the show, but let's, um, we'll give you our thoughts. Dan Lanning, next Auburn head coach. Very, very interesting conversation. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. I'm sure a bunch of coaches throughout the country are flocking to LinkedIn jobs to see if the Auburn head coaching job is posting there. All jokes aside, LinkedIn jobs recognizes that every hire feels like a high stakes wager for your business, right? And we've seen this obviously across the college football landscape. It's like, man, if you hire the wrong person, it's going to set you back millions and maybe years in production. Um, your small business isn't any different, right? It's super important for what you're trying to do for growth and for revenue generation. And so LinkedIn jobs wants to help you find those people faster and for free. LinkedIn jobs, all you have to do, linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at the drugstore over on North Dean Road. They've got a drive through, they have a friendly staff, and they are willing to do whatever it takes to help you and your family with anything that you need. Uh, pharmaceutical related. And obviously with that comes a big responsibility. And these are the folks that are going to remember your name. They probably already know <laughs> members of your family and, and your friends and, and loved ones just because they've been around the area for so long. And that's who you want taking care of you. So be sure to check out our friends at the drugstore. They've got a drive through They also deliver and they have a ton of different products available in store outside of just uh, getting your prescriptions filled. So be sure to check out the drugstore. It's on North Dean Road. Lindsey Crosby, our guest today, as he is every Monday. Dan Lanning, he is currently the head coach for the Oregon Ducks, but there is some smoke that he wants to get to the SEC. He was the DC for Kirby Smart at Georgia, was very, very successful there, and a very good recruiter, Lindsey. He's got Southern roots. Um, I, I think the fit would be good. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it makes sense. But once again, I, I just I don't think he's the number one option. But if Auburn ended up with Dan Landing, I would be very happy. Yeah, I mean, look at his track record, obviously. Uh, I mean, he was going back to working at Memphis in the early 2010s and things like that. But was also, he spent time at Alabama learning from Nick Saban, uh, obviously. Right. Spent last couple of years at Georgia, outside linebackers coach, defensive coordinator, like you said. Has either, if you go and you look at recruiting for UGA and you look at the recruits that they've brought in, he is either the primary or the secondary on so many five stars. Right. And it's not just all defensive guys. Like, yeah, he's brought in some great defensive guys, Nicobe Dean, the linebacker, Malachi Starks, Marvino, but like Brock Vandergrift. He was one of the recruiters on a five-star quarterback. And so he's shown that he can do it, obviously, from having done it the last few years at Georgia. He has the relationships. Now, I understand people's concerns of, well, he's only been a head coach for one year, and he was never in charge when he was in the SEC, but he's been in the SEC. And I think that we, if there's anything you've learned from the last just under two years, it should be maybe the resume of being a head coach isn't as important as being familiar 
with the Southeastern Conference and the recruiting territory. Sure. And being willing to get up and go out to those high schools and meet with those coaches, meet with those players, and put in the work. Maybe that's a little more important than having been a head coach at two or three places. It isn't the X's and O's. It's the Jim's and Joe's. Right. And, and he knows how to, to do that. And I, I think there's a big appeal of getting somebody who knows what Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are doing. And so he would be able to check those boxes. That's one of the many reasons why I want Lane Kiffin to be Auburn's next head coach and why I think Lane Kiffin will be Auburn's next head coach. But um, I would not be shocked if Dan Lanning gets a raise in the next few weeks. I think some of that will have to do, obviously, with this, this uh, the smoke being around the, the mutual interest between Dan Lanning and Auburn mm-hmm. University, but also... Uh, unless something weird happens, like Oregon should be contending for the Pac-12 title. And, and I think that's another angle of it too. So I bet we see Oregon um, give him more money because, I mean, I, they may have to. Yeah, he is. his contract was for six years, starting off at $4.6 million with a $100,000 pay raise every year, which is pretty standard. Sure. Uh, so it's it's a situation where... They've got, obviously they just signed him to that, but they've got plenty of runway to increase that. They have different incentives and things like that. I think a big part of it is going to fall on what happens with Ole Miss versus Alabama next week. Uh, Lane Kiffin, from what we understand, is very, I mean, he, he, he's worked for Nick Saban. He's been close, uh, you know, coaching-wise to Nick Saban. He wants to beat Nick Saban. And... Alabama's lost two games this year, which is feels still feels weird to say. Wild. Yeah. yeah. And this is the weakest that Alabama has looked, or the most gettable that Alabama has looked since Lane Kiffin has been uh, since Lane Kiffin left Alabama. Or yeah, left Alabama. And so oh. he's probably like, even if Auburn were to go out and offer him a contract right now, I guarantee he wouldn't even see it until at least after at that Alabama game. He wouldn't even look at it. Right. And so I feel like that's going to kind of give us an answer. If Ole Miss, even this year, can't get over the Alabama hump, that may be what Lane Kiffin needs to say, all right, I'm leaving Ole Miss. I'm going to a school with resources that's right down the road so I can be on equal footing, closer to equal footing, and compete with him. And the timing of all of this, right? We've talked about this before. After John Cohen was hired to be Auburn's next AD, it was all about, for me, okay, you've got to set yourself up to win December. And there's a couple of elements of that. You need to coach quickly, and then you need to um, get involved and win transfer portal battles as well as um, get keep your current recruiting class and, and get you know more kids added to it. And so Dan Lanning probably isn't going to be able to do that because Oregon's probably going to be in the Pac-12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, if they beat Alabama, it gets very interesting, but the current state of the SEC West is LSU controls their own destiny now with wins yep. over Ole Miss and Alabama. Um, they have Texas A&M, which if Auburn's favorite against A&M, LSU definitely will be. Yeah. And then Arkansas, which they're kind of going down more and more. Oh if yeah. Liberty shout out, shout out Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Hugh Freeze with Liberty. So, uh, for all the the Hugh Freeze haters um, or people that are skeptical, like I, I don't know what else you need to see there, but the Freeze stands, yeah. So I, I think I think the the whole fear, I guess it's a fear that may be too dramatic of a word 
uh, of Lane Kiffin leading Ole Miss to the SEC championship game and kind of saying, oh, maybe you can win something at Ole Miss. Um, I think LSU's in a good spot to take the West from them. So I think mm-hmm. that's um, that I think that works out in Auburn fans who are pro Lane Kiffin's favor. Yeah, and the thing, and I I hate to be the guy to bring it up because it, it's in some ways it's made up and doesn't really matter. But if you look at the money in these situations, okay. So Lane Kiffin is making. I posted the piece at Auburn Daily last week. Lane Kiffin is making seven and a half million dollars uh, with his pay raise at Ole Miss. Four-year contract. They can't go longer than that. Um, I had somebody angry in my menchies going on about, like, you know, the foundation can give money and the automatic role, whatever. Listen, the contract is for four years, seven and a half million. Dan Lanning is probably not going to cost the nine or $10 million a year that Lane Kiffin would require. Now, the flip side of that is Dan Lanning has a $14 million buyout. Because he's in year one of a six-year contract to coach University of Oregon. Right. So back and forth, you know, there's there's pros and cons with each person. Hugh Freeze just signed a new deal. There's a, there's a buyout in there. We don't know what it is. Uh, we know Ole Miss, why, we don't know their buyout either. We've been told it's healthy. Uh, in some ways, don't necessarily worry about the money. I know we just spent $44 million to get rid of the last two guys and their staffs. It's not real money. It's not real money. This is like, I deal with money for a living. I have also, zero concerns let me, about this. I, I want to say one more thing about this. Yeah. When folks want to like, be like, conser- like want Auburn to be conservative with spending money, like it's not your money. Like there's no salary cap. Like don't worry about Auburn spending all of this money. Like they've got it. Like Auburn's not going to like go bankrupt. That's not really how it works. So and folks who use that argument, like don't, don't, don't do that. And the other part of that is when people sometimes make that argument, they assume that every dollar we spend on a coaching buyout is a dollar less that we have to spend on a track and field athlete or something like that. And that's also not how this works. Different budgets. Yep. There's yeah. I'll say there's a difference in institutional funds. What the athletic department has based off of university appropriations and revenues and donations and all of that versus going to a booster and saying, we want to do this. This is how much it costs. And them writing you a check. Everything that Auburn has paid and they'll get rid of the last couple coaches. There are certain boosters for our program that that is less than one quarter's worth of net revenue for their company. Right. So the money is made up. It doesn't matter. And the money that you spend on a coaching hire or a buyout or whatever does not take away from a baseball player or a track and field athlete or anything else. Separate budgets, those, those other athletes are going to be taken care of either way. Don't worry about it. Be cool with it. Just, Auburn is a big fish. And too many Auburn fans have been feeling like we are not big fish. And yeah. they've been wanting to be conservative and save money, don't do that. Yep, there's haves and have-nots. And despite what national media tells you, Auburn is a have. They are a top 15 program all time. Don't listen to the talking points that this isn't a good job. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, Auburn is favored against Texas A&M. Yep, you heard that right. We'll touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Got to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. They're your number one source for all of your betting. And obviously, with basketball season starting, you can find the latest player developments and team matchups and news all at Bet Online. And of course, every line and prop that you could possibly imagine, all that is at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. 
And throughout the day, Monday, keep your eyes out because it is Auburn basketball season starting tonight when most of you guys listen to this Monday. And that line will be dropped at Bet Online. So once again, Bet Online, it's where the game starts. The Bet Online line for Auburn hosting Texas AM, Lindsay, is Auburn by two and a half. And I just uh I'm surprised. I know AM stinks, but I, I guess I guess the fact that it's at home, I guess the fact that this energy is borderline like Iron Bowl-esque, like it's weird how this feels like this massive game and both both teams aren't very good so far this year. Yeah, as somebody who used to listen to way too many gambling podcasts, uh, home field advantage is typically kind of around a point and a half, two points. It's kind of where that is. So in essence, they're thinking this could pretty much be a toss-up, mm-hmm. but Auburn gets a slight advantage because they're at home. And you, you, you touched on it. When they announced Cadillac Williams – as head coach coming out of the tunnel on Saturday, Jordan Hare is going to be probably the loudest it has been in multiple seasons. Sure. That place is going to explode. You know they're going to have a brand new video package for it. It's going to have all of the highlights. It's going to have Rod Bramlett doing the go crazy Cadillac. It's going to have everything in there. And we've heard from opposing players. We've heard from coaches. We've heard from broadcasters. That, that sound on that field genuinely does affect opposing teams and so I guess if you think both these offenses are bad and I for with A&M it's because they're missing half their team I don't know if you saw their game on Saturday but the list of who was not playing they included 17 starters or something yeah they were missing three starting offensive linemen uh, including you know three wide receivers including two starters on offense and then they were missing essentially almost every single starting defender Unreal. And they gave up 300 plus on the ground to Florida. Uh, so not and only Florida's are they not very good either. No, Florida's not good. Um, but the thing that Texas A&M tends to be particularly bad at is the thing that Auburn, the only thing Auburn seems to be good at, which is running ball. And so yeah, feels like A&M can't stop the run game. Feels like that's sometimes all Auburn can do is run the ball. And so it does line up nicely to get behind your big boys on the offensive line. You know, make it where they you know, and, and just get off the ball, get some yards on the ground. Uh, the over under for this game via bet online is 50. Ooh. And I don't know. Uh, to be fair, I would have probably taken the no, I, w- I would have taken the over last week, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm taking over 50. I don't know how Saturday. many times AM has scored 24 this season. I can't think it's been that many times, if at yeah. all, that they've scored 24 points. Right. Short of maybe the season opener or something, some sort of paycheck game. Other than that, I don't think they've broken 24 points all season. Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm yeah. there with you. So speaking of lines, real quick, sure. George Mason versus Auburn, the line is now out. It's 12 and a half at Bet Online. Okay. All right. Uh, my gut says to take Auburn in that. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I could see us not shooting well Monday night. It is the very first game is something where there is there is money to be had because everybody is working off of limited information and that includes Las Vegas especially doubly so in the college game when there's transfers and things like that you're trying to figure out how players are going to fit right so the big very beginning of the season like I have more confidence in the Auburn football line than I do the Auburn basketball line simply because as is kind of universal nobody knows anything yeah so if you feel good or not good about 
about where Auburn basketball might be. It's kind of all based on vibes right now. Go put some money out on Bet Online, however you think it's going to end up. Love the vibes. And there's a lot of positive vibes around the Auburn football program, which is crazy, which is absolutely crazy. We're going to be talking about it all week long. Lindsay, how can people find you, hear you, love you, all that stuff? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked on NLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, you can find the Auburn writing, baseball, and everything else, auburndaily.com, and the merch at aushirts.com. You can find all my writing at auburndaily.com as well. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.